0: Hey everybody, welcome to this week's edition of 48 Minutes, brought to you by 48MinutesNetwork.com and the 48 Minutes iTunes feed where you can swing by and give us a nice solid five-star review. I am Tim Daniel. Um, this week is a little interesting, so we figure with the finals and us being short stats, we just do a collab this week, so uh, we're going to recap the first two games of the NBA Finals with myself and the Shot Collars crew of Kyle Brandon and Ben Brown. And we do a lot of NBA talk. We go through a lot of the finals. We actually find out about Kevon Looney's injury and the severity of it on air. So you hear our immediate reaction to it. Um, So be sure to check out the show. And I know I said at the beginning, but really, if you are listening to our show right now and you are on the podcast app, whether it's Google, whether it's Apple, whether it's Spotify, um, please be so kind. Just give us a quick review. Just let people know. That we're there and we're working our ass off to give you guys good shows each and every week between our three shows. Um, so that would go a long way for us. It'd mean the world to us. Without further ado, here is the 48 Minutes NBA Final Special.
1: Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kitzrow from NBA Jam. Woop, boom, shakalaka. Come with it, love the running the public is coming, we Well,
0: this is kind of a rare one where I'm on with the shock color crew, and I'm seeing tonight, but with me tonight. So while uh, I'm still recovering from Sean being in Alaska, I got the host of Shot Collars, our director of NBA content, Kyle Brandon.
2: Yeah, yeah. What's up, buddy? Had a good night. Last night we uh, we both went and saw the 1975 the Wonderland Festival. It was great. And uh now we're here. Nice uh nice Cabernet. Yeah. Sipping Thank on you some for wine. This. And, yeah. So, talking about some NBA finals and stuff, so. Yeah. Everything's yeah. good.
0: And Kyle's co-host and really the guy who has taken our social media content up to like ridiculous levels. I couldn't be more thankful for my man. One hundred grand trap money. Benny Ben Brown.
1: What's goody man. Everybody good.
0: Your game recaps on Instagram are fire right now.
1: Appreciate it, bro.
0: Like it's it's been really nice for us because it's the first time our Instagram account's really been consistent in a long time. Yeah. And it's, like and
2: consistently successful. Yeah, we're it's getting a, reactions. It's, it's a lot of fun, man. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of fun. So make sure you cool. check out the Instagram
0: at Forty Eight Minutes Network. That's not like our Twitter account, so it's full N E T W R K. And I'm going to go ahead and do this because I've been doing it all weekend and it's been successful. So if you're listening to us and you like our shows, we need to get that five stars. The five only stars. way we're going to get our name out there, uh, we had five reviews over the weekend, and I was like literally all over social media Friday.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Try to get them so. If you got time, just please be so kind to do that Because we're working our ass off with this network We're crowing this network as well So, Uh, with that being said That's enough for the house talk Uh, Guys, we got a 1-1 NBA Finals And truthfully, been a fun series so far Um, Toronto has looked a lot better than I thought they would Because I picked them to lose in five Uh, But Really, game one, they were great Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Game two, there were stretches, they were great And then couldn't close it out which I know is going to be kind of the big part of our talk here. I think, really, what's sticking out to me about the Raptors is we have this conversation all the time about, like, well, when the bench shortens, who steps up? And, I mean, Fred Van Vliet has continued his hot streak from the Eastern Conference Finals. He's been huge for them. And really, at times, kind of like when they've had times they couldn't hit shots, he's been the guy they've gone to. Uh, So I've been really impressed. Pascal Siakam, obviously, has been everything you could ask for and more. But... There's still the team on the other side wearing blue and gold and they're getting something from everybody. I mean, there were stretches last night. Quinn Cook's hitting shots. Mm-hmm. If Andrew Bog gets catching alley-oops on you, it's not your day. Uh, what do you guys think so far? What, what jumps out to you about this final so far?
2: Um. Wow. A lot of stuff. Um.
0: Kyle literally has so- like a notebook of just content, <laughs> which is like, this is why I brought you to 48 minutes a year ago. I
2: have some notebook pages. I, um, I, I love it. I respect it. it. I was I telling Ben, it looks like some Zodiac killer it it uh, notes, but it looks like it, my it looks it's like just this. very easy to just kind of jot stuff down while I'm watching it. Um, honestly, I think the biggest story is injuries. I don't know if you guys want to get into injuries right away, sure, but yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, that's kind of the, it's the story. Of the that's kind of the story yeah. um, is everyone on golden state and uh Kawhi a little bit. I don't really think it's stopping Kawhi too much, uh, or at least we're not seeing what Kawhi looks like slowed down, but yeah, just injuries from Looney. Um, he's got a sternum injury or a chest injury. Brian Windhorse's uh, had a pod that he did with uh, Kendrick Perkins and uh, you know some other people, Paulo from ESPN. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brian said, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this or not, but I saw them working a lot on Kavon Looney's right shoulder. Yeah. And so um, there could be something going on there. Maybe that affects a shot, yeah. so something to look at. Obviously, Clay Thompson goes down with uh, seven or eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. His hamstring, we don't know what he's looking like for game three. Um, Kevin Durant, they're saying Kevin Durant's probably good to go for game four. Maybe game three he's back. Um, Curry, you know, he had just kind of an overall ailment of just feeling sick. All right, uh, He kind of picked it up at the end of the second half, and was full on back to his normal self in the second half um but just a lot of injuries man and uh what's scary is i mean if you look back to to even what the 2015 finals mm-hmm. yeah where it was the Cavs were fully injured
0: love was hurt before the series Kyrie got hurt during the series yeah matthew delvede went to the hospital
2: yeah at the end of the day like we all know that but in ten years, we're not going to talk about the injuries that the Cavs had. We're just going to say LeBron lost that finals, and that's it. Yeah, he and it was
0: the best part on the court in the finals, and still it lost. doesn't matter. Like lost. he lost, you know what I mean? Like right. he
2: lost. They're going to say like that he's three and six. It's not he's three and six, but one of those like his whole team was hurt. So what's kind of uh, you know almost scary to think about is it doesn't matter the injuries because that's not really how we remember the finals. We just really remember who won it. Right, You know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so it's kind of a no excuses series, you know, and I, I think it's definitely a no excuses series for, for Curry, you know, if Durant's down and if, uh, if Clay Thompson is down, you have to be that guy, you know, he didn't have, I know he had a great second half, but he didn't have a field goal. Oh God. until four yeah. minutes left in the, you know, in the first half. So, um, you know, just, just being sick and stuff like that. I mean, I'm staring at your uh, Michael Jordan pop vinyl <laughs> Funko, but uh, I mean he has the famous flu game and that you know stuff like that um, is the reason why you have pop vinyl figures of Michael Jordan is because he's a legend for for doing stuff like that, fighting through illness. Um, so
0: shout out to Josh Strange for the hookup on that, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: So I just think Curry really, really needs to uh, to be the guy Game Three and kind of the guy moving forward. So a
1: lot of injury talk. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy, man. Like when you look at it, um, and the injuries that are being suffered are all like muscle related. So it's like, yeah, good point. When you're looking at, a, at a, like a calf. Like you guys drinking
0: Gatorade out there?
1: I mean, hydrate, but, please. Yeah, hydrate. Well, I mean, that that was the thing when they said with Steph
2: Curry was that he was
1: he dehydrated. was suffering from dehydration. Yeah, which I well, you're a professional athlete like that, right? That, that part dehydration should never happen. I agree. Should Agreed, never completely. happen. Um, I mean, pulled hamstrings happen, cramps happen. Um, you know, who do you blame? Who, who do you blame for dehydration?
2: You blame a player, a trainer, or a coach? A you got to blame a player at that point. Player, right? player absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Steph Curry's a you know two hundred million dollar man. He should be able to manage his body better. Than Some that. people
0: are saying he's the best player in the world right now. Like uh, he no. should. He's not.
1: But. Yeah. But yeah, um, you, but yeah you have to blame a player on that. I mean. Your body, as an NBA player or any professional athlete, is your—that's your, that's your that's money your, source, that's like, your paycheck. Yeah, you've got to make sure you're taking care of yourself. So, um, stuff like hamstrings, calf muscles, like that that's stuff you can't play with. Um, as far as being able to control whether you hurt them or not, but as far as it, even any kind of hamstring pull or tightness, like that's—I mean. Those kinds of things are coming from fatigue. Like your body, you're working so hard to get shots. You're working so hard on defense. Like your body is starting to to feel that. Like, let's think of it. They have five straight finals. So you're at the end of that run. You've played more games as far as complete games, playoffs, than anybody else outside of LeBron. I mean, yeah. I mean, even with these finals, you've played now more than LeBron has. So. Um, you're getting to the point where your body's going to start feeling those things, you know. So the, you start seeing the Igadala pull calves, and and you got Kevin Durant. Now I'm a little worried about Durant because I think his injury is more serious yeah, than people are leading on. It's too. starting to. to feel that way. But you're yeah. you're even getting guys like Kavon Looney with a chest injury,
2: right? And that's not, you know, he hasn't been to to four or five finals, you know. You get guys like Boogie. He played his first finals his game, first, right? Like this week or last week or whatever. So um, he looked good last night. It's everyone. He did. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was happy to see that for him.
2: I was
1: too. Yeah, and he was genuinely, he was genuinely um, excited, and he was genuinely. You could see his emotions. He was completely affected by that. Like he wants to be great, and you can see that. Like. He was at the press conference, just like man, like I'm so excited to finally show what I can do and be out there. And I mean, 28 minutes for a guy that hasn't really played a whole lot of basketball in the second game. And actually, I mean, truth be told, that's a that is a must-win game. Oh, for, for sure. Golden State.
0: If you're down 2-0, like, yeah,
1: 80 of you know, 80
2: of teams that go up 2-0 win. You well, yeah, know what I mean, like so that's, that's a must-win game. And the
0: Raptors themselves just came back from a 2-0 lead, so they can speak to that just as much as anybody, yeah. right?
1: So I mean, for that, for you to play that well in that situation, you know, you you feel good about him. But the the injuries, I mean, that's stuff you can't control. Um, you hope that they they're able to bounce back, and and I don't know if they'll ever be at full strength. I really don't think that Kevin Durant. I, it, I would be hard pressed to see him playing in this series, just because I think it's way more serious than what what people are leading on to be. They're trying to say that he can come back now. If he does, I hope he does because. You know, I don't like to see anybody injured, but um, I think it's more serious. I think Iguodala's playing hurt, um, and I think yeah, Clay Thompson sure. now will be playing hurt. So I mean, that's three big pieces of the of the puzzle that you're going to figure out.
0: On top and of Boogie, on top of Boogie, because
1: you're going to have to restrict Boogie's minutes at some point because he. I don't think he can give you yeah game one he played 30, minutes. 30 minutes right in a finals right that's a lot
2: and and like Tim said right at the beginning. Uh, you pretty much have to capitalize on those minutes that Bogut's out there. Mm-hmm. And I think he made three baskets while he was out there, you yeah. know, and he just kind of, those little tippins, and that's just stuff you can't happen. Marcus Gasol really needs to take advantage of it. And so does Serge Ibaka. It, oh, for sure. it just felt like the mark, you know, it felt like Marcus Gasol and Serge Ibaka really should have flourished and they really didn't. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you saw at the other end, Boogie was another guy that could initiate the offense which is really dangerous to think about cuz we just come off a series where we were talking about Draymond Green being the initiator and the yeah. court vision that yeah. Draymond Green has. I mean, you're kind of seeing a little bit of it too with DeMarcus Cousins. So, the fact that they could find these guys and we again, we always talk about how dangerous Clay is and how dangerous Steph is, you know, both of those guys are more dangerous without the ball. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to have those initiators in Draymond mm-hmm. and Boogie and to be able to find Clay, to be able to find Steph, um, and, and really the the stuff that Steph is doing in the open floor, and just like running around, um, I know we've compared it to Rip Hamilton before, but it is just like mm-hmm. the most insane. It looks like it's a. Beautiful. It looks like a. F- it's great i don't know how you defend it i literally don't No, i don't either. No. like there is no like- yeah it looks like a fourth grade soccer game where it's just like you're running around with no <laughs> yeah, like, no any right. no direction
0: like this team over here has got 10 fourth graders this team's got Mbappe. yeah like- it's,
2: it's it's literally insane and then the rest of the team knows how to play off curry and they can get you know they can get the weak side open yeah. they, they see what curry's doing and how He has so much freedom to do whatever, and and they know, like, all right, oh, Curry's running over here, so let's kind of shift over here.
1: And it, it's just insane. Yeah, so. I, I, to your point, I think that, that Steve Kerr did a great job. Um, and they, they does, he does this a lot, but changing the facilitators. So, yeah, as far as you know, if you look at Boogie's or you look at Boogie's line, he went 11, 10, and six, he had 10, or six. Huge assist. But if you look at Draymond, he went 7, 10, and 9. He almost had another triple-double. He changes facilitators. He has class huge... like, 5,
0: 5, and 5.
1: Yeah, like, he changes who's, oper- like who's operating where. He's changing who's the facilitator. He's changing even where the offense is starting and where at some point where they're getting to. Um, he's doing a great job. Sometimes he starts at the post. Sometimes you see Boogie start at top. Sometimes you see Draymond starting in the post. Like, it where he's facilitating and how he's moving guys around. I think that was that was kinda how he countered what Toronto did in that first game.
0: I think that's a great point, honestly, Ben. I think too, um they've kind of been I'm gonna say, Golden State's been a victim of good luck a lot in this series. I'm not trying to downplay how well they've played by any means, but you know, like we said to start the show, there's that I mean, like we said off air when we were hanging out, there's that stretch in the fourth quarter where Golden State's up like ten but they don't score for three and a half minutes mm-hmm. and Toronto can't hit a shot. And like, you know, Toronto at one point in the first half, we know the goal, we know golden state's never out of game, but Toronto's up 14 at one point in the second quarter and they closed the half down six.
2: So just in the second quarter alone, the Raptors went 11 for 19. So they shot about 58% from the floor. The second half, they shot 14 for 48, just 29%. That's brutal. In the Second half.
0: Which brings me to my next point. Mm. I'm done with Kyle Lowry. I, I don't see it anymore. Like so I had a
2: couple fouls that were that were yes. I mean he had the one foul where he was chasing down Clay, where he didn't touch I'm fine clay. With that. He didn't touch yeah. clay. That shouldn't have been on him, but he also has a couple dumb fouls.
0: Kyle Lowry has gotten the point to me where if he was an NFL quarterback, he'd be Eddie Dalton.
2: I don't know what that means.
0: That means that he is literally the Mendoza line of This is like the bar of, are you good or not? He's the, he's the in-between.
2: To me, he's the, uh, uh, he's the exact opposite of James Harden, where he's like the defensive James Harden, where he's drawing, you know what I mean? (laughs) James Harden's drawing the offensive calls and going to the free throw line where Lowry is drawing the, the, uh, charges and everything, you know what I mean? And just trying to tack on a bunch of fouls. Yeah.
0: Like, let's look at the probably about the last decade of teams that have won. Like, if you think about it, all all those teams, not just the LeBron teams, not just these Golden and State teams, they've all had three guys that really played high-level basketball to win the series. Toronto's had two guys so far. I mean, three counting Van Who are the
2: three for Dallas?
0: Dirk. Say what you will, Sean Berry was really good in that series. I know it's not a cool name by any means, but, like, Dirk, Sean Berry, and J.J. Barrera were huge in that series.
2: I'm just saying, like, can... Can Kyle Lowry be J.J. Brea? Oh, for sure. You know I mean? But has he been? Yeah,
0: like maybe not. My, a minus seventeen yesterday is not going to cut it in the NBA Finals, yes. especially when you're playing against those two.
1: Well, I think also too that uh, a big letdown has been Danny Green. Yeah, I mean he's been like for a guy that's got Finals experience and a guy that that has played in some big big games. Like he just has lost his shooting stroke, and I don't know why. Um, he had a couple of big ones down the stretch yesterday, but um, like he was three or seven, two or five from three. I can't hit on forty percent from three. Yeah, Maybe if it's only five shots.
2: Yeah, you could tell um, in that f- very first game of the series. Um, I think Danny Green took the first couple shots. You know, you could tell that they were really trying to get him going. Yeah. and then yeah. the crowd, the crowd did kind of like this. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. you, miss. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so like. I don't know if it was, like, Nick Nurse was very conscious of it and kind of the team was super conscious of it. So they're like, all right, let's try to get Danny going early. Um, The crowd was, like, clearly, overtly conscious of it. Yeah. Um, But it's just something I noticed where it was like, oh, they're going to Danny Green, like, multiple times, like, before anyone else is getting any shots. He's getting, like, three. Um, So, I mean, again, he's what? You're... Third option? Fourth option, maybe? Yeah,
0: because yeah. right now you probably think it's...
2: You go to Kawhi first, you go to Siakam. 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 You know, I don't know if you go to Larry or Grisal next, but maybe Danny Green's your fifth option. Yeah. yeah. So for him to take three shots before other people are taking... for Like, anyone takes any shots. It's, like, them obviously trying to make an effort to get, to him, get going. him going. I mean, um, shit,
0: dude, he got seven shots last night, and Van Vliet got 17 shots. Which, I like Fred Van Vliet. He's been awesome in this playoff run, but... You know, if that's your backup point guard compared to your starting shooting guard. And I understand Danny Green's more or less kind of in there to chase these super fast guards that play really well off screens. But Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. Um, I think really Toronto is obviously... Toronto deserves to be there. There's no doubt about it. I don't think they're outclassed here by any means. I just think they haven't taken advantage of opportunities. Because you could really right now, if you go back and watch that game... There's very much. There's so many situations where we to be in this room right now, guys, talking about Toronto being up 2 l mm-hmm. and they didn't do it. And I wonder how much of that, like you, you mentioned, Danny Green finals experience, mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard obviously finals experience. Like,
1: yeah,
0: I don't think it's those two. It's their fault by any means, even though they haven't been the best, like
1: right, the most right. efficient players. No, I don't, I don't think it was their fault. Uh... <laughs> I mean,
2: game two, Kawhi gets thirty-four points. The other four starters get 36 points. Yeah. And the bench gets 31 points. It, I mean, Kawhi's, you know, as good as all your other starters combined. That's a big issue. You That's know a what huge I mean? issue. And it's kind of the inverse of what we saw from game one. Where they were like, alright, every time Kawhi drives to the lane, we're just going to crash him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just basically make him kick it out. And it was like, alright, cool. Gasol was getting open looks. Siakam was getting open looks. Like, just let it go. Let Siakam it go. was
0: throwing down dunks. So and you yeah. were like, oh my god. Yeah.
2: yeah. And uh, and in this game, they are like, alright, we're not going to let
1: Siakam or Gasol or Lowry or Green beat us. Um, Isn't that funny? That they, they were like, go ahead and let Kawhi get his. And nobody else can get theirs.
0: I've seen, I mean... um So there's a, there's a really infamous story about the heat thunder finals Mm -hmm. where Chris Bosch was like, we didn't plan for Durant. We didn't plan for Westbrook. We played for Harden, even though he has come off the bench. That was our game plan. They'll do what they want to do. We'll make sure he doesn't beat us.
2: I mean, you saw a hint of that when we did our, um, our at large bid live podcast, um, at Braxton brewery when we did it. And Kevin Johnson was there and we asked him who was the best person he played against in the tournament or best team. Best And, uh, you know, he said, I played against that Kentucky team. And it's like, all yeah. right, who's the best player you played against on that Kentucky team? He's like, dude, I, you know, Carl anthony Towns, like, you know, I don't know. Right. And he's like, what do you even do against that team? And he's like, honestly, you you can't even prepare for Carl anthony Towns. Like, he's going to get his no matter what. Right. So then you go and look at, like, who's their sixth man? You know what I mean? Like, let's... <laughs> Devin Booker. Right. right like, Devin. You know, <laughs> like, let's prepare for, like, the Harrison twins right. and, like, right. those kind of guys... We're like, all right. I think I actually have some control over what they do, and I think we're kind of seeing it. On... Trey Lyles, yeah, yeah like, like, like you kind of attack that more because um, you realize that you know Kawhi Leonard is going to do whatever.
0: I mean, there's so many like that first bucket was like the most one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Where Kawhi like goes down the court, and you see Dur- you see Draymond run towards Gasol and LeFamme, where he looks like he's going to pass keeps his pivot foot focuses his feet and hits the, it's the, you know, it's like how many people can do that right now? Right. You know what I mean? Like not just like in the finals, but in the NBA.
2: And that's why I'm so eager to see the best in the world versus the best in the playoffs. You know, it, it feels like almost like a wrestling, uh, yeah. like, like, right. like a wrestling match. You know what I mean? Where, uh, it's kind of being billed as that, but that's what it feels like. Yeah. Cause Kawhi's clearly been the best in the playoffs. Durant, my opinion, um, my probably biased opinion, I'm wearing a Chicago White Sox hat just because I don't of think Durant. you're wrong, but uh, yeah, but, yeah, but Dur- you know, I think Durant's probably the best player in the world, in my opinion. So, it, I do think it's the best player in the world versus the best player in the playoffs, and I want to see it so badly, yeah. you know. What yeah, I mean? it's a, much needed, event, a, and also with them being at positions that are so similar, you know. What I mean, if, if it's positionless basketball, they're basically, you know, what I mean, kind of the same role on their team, so right, yeah, I need it. I know. It it makes it so much more
0: fun. I mean I get it, Golden State's got two of the best shooters of all time, and they're still out without their best player. And that's nuts.
1: That is kind of crazy to think about. <laughs> yeah. Like their best player still has not played a game, which is which is crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean that's crazy.
0: Alright, so we'll wrap up the final stuff before to other things here. I said five, you said six, you said seven. How comfortable do you guys still feel right now? I don't feel comfortable about five anymore.
2: I'm in there. I'm seven. What's up? I still
1: feel six is pretty good.
0: Yeah. I feel yeah. like I'm eliminated. <laughs> but, because Toronto, the way they played in game one, the way they really played in game two, they could have won it.
1: Right.
2: Yeah. For me, after game one, I kind of looked at the series and was like, all right, Toronto's played Golden State three times. They've beaten Golden State three three times out Mm of three, you know what I mean? Like, and I know regular season, Durant missed a game, Durant missed another game. Like I understand all that stuff, but like they still did play each other three times. The players on the court still tried their hardest and Toronto still won three of those Mm -hmm. times. And so then it's like, do I think that golden state's just going to win, you know, four in a row after losing three in a row? Right. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. So yeah. do I'm I think that they're going to win the next three and win in five? Probably not. That doesn't seem to make the most sense to me, logically at least.
0: I wouldn't be shocked just I because would. of what Golden State does, but
2: I think I'd be shocked, especially with the ailments they have. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's a good point. That would yeah. That would that's because because now like, you're getting hurt. into like like Draymond's not hurt like Quinn Cook's not hurt. You know what I mean, he's good for three three pointers a game. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, I don't know. Like Quinn Cook.
0: You know what Toronto really needs in this series? Hmm. OG and Anobi.
2: Yeah. How close is he to coming back?
0: I don't know. I'm not going to lie to you and sit here like act like I know. Because it seems like every time I will see a report, it's like, well, he's shooting a shootout to shoot around today. Okay. Did he practice the team? No. Right. You're like,
1: well. it not like he ain't coming back. Yeah. I don't <laughs> have high hopes that
0: we'll see him in these finals. <laughs> I do think it was interesting that Toronto really switched around their bench. Like not that I think Pat McCall is this amazing player, yeah. But really played like nine minutes in Game One. Yeah. Doesn't play at all Game Two.
2: Yeah, I I didn't think we'd see him in the finals at all. I didn't
0: either. And he hit one three, and it was like a huge three. Don't be wrong. Sure. But, yeah, guys, we just managed to talk twenty five minutes about the finals.
2: Do we want to talk about Iguodala at all?
0: We will. Okay. I was gonna say my joke was gonna be, yeah, we we managed to go twenty five minutes without mentioning Drake or Barack Obama being at the games.
2: Oh, Barack Obama, go.
1: Dude, greatest yes. of all time literally
2: showing up showing up not even in the country he was president in
1: yeah <laughs> <Are> <laughs> <he's got laughs> kidding me? Support? like what's good? are you are you kidding me? <laughs> this guy uh, like what's good? yeah
0: so yeah Andre Godalla. who honestly man you could really make the case is up there in that role player like legacy with Bob Ori I know Bob Ori's got seven but like Bob Ori it's won like
2: Robert Ori yeah Bob Ori? Is that that how you're saying it?
0: Yeah.
2: That's weird. Big shot Bob. Big shot Bob. I just never heard Bob. (laughs) I say Bob Ori. Bob Ori. Yeah. You made him sound like a a European guy. (laughs) Bob Ori. Like, this is Borat and this is Bob Ori. (laughs) (laughs) Bob Ori. So,
0: uh, obviously, Ori won seven titles, but in hindsight, like, he didn't matter in all those titles. And he definitely did in the Lakers once. The Rockets ones, but like those Spurs ones, like they were gonna win with or without them. Yeah. So, but Iguodala is really—I mean, he obviously hits the clutch three last night to win the game. He's got a Finals MVP to him. You can really make the case that like Iguodala is in that like legacy role player Finals role.
1: Ginobili. Yeah, yeah.
0: Ginobili. Um, you know Steve Kerr and those yeah. Bulls runs.
1: Paxson And the first Bulls runs.
0: We don't talk about him on this show. <laughs> I'm just... He Vinny kills, Johnson. Just he saying, Vinny franchises. the Microwave. The Microwave.
1: Yeah. The Microwave. I mean, Dennis honestly, Johnson from the Celtics in oh, the 80s. without a doubt. Sorry, I know you guys are...
0: Michael Cooper for the Lakers?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a whole bunch of them. That... I
0: mean, I would probably take Iguodala over just about all of those.
1: Mm-hmm. Pretty close, yeah. Yeah, pretty close, yeah. I, I definitely would agree with that.
0: I'm trying to think, like... But the point being that, like, every single one of these finals... He's been a finance. He's been like a major part of what the Warriors have done. Whether it's this finals, where it's like, hey, Kevin Durant's hurt. You got to play major minutes. I know you're hurt too. Whether you know, and
2: the- it's like it's like oh, also your uh, defensive assignment is. Um- Quailander by the oh, way. So, right. Talk yeah. to you later. So. <laughs> <laughs> like Steve Kerr was like, "Hey,
0: Andre, how you doing? You feeling good? Okay, great. Cool, hey, so... man, look, I gotta go get ahead to take
2: a... a seat. I gotta tell you something. Right. Yeah, I
0: gotta go to a meeting real quick. <laughs> see you I catering fest. Um, you're going cool. I see you. Bye.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, for real. I mean, uh, yeah. gosh, I mean he's he's done it so well that yeah. he's almost been underrated. Like he he's been really good at at making big shots and drawing big assignments in the biggest moments. Um, I mean, as soon as they swung him that ball, I knew it was going in. So. I was I was sitting at an Applebee's, like I'm <laughs> hanging out. I mean, as soon as I saw that ball get, to it, I was like, "This is money." I mean, and. I, I didn't even think about it. Like, as soon as they swung it to him, I'm like, yeah, this is going in. This ball
2: Is he one of the best teammates of all time?
0: Oh, without a doubt, man. Is
2: he one of the best teammates? Iverson loved him. Yeah.
0: Iverson liked somebody. Like, that's saying something. Yeah,
2: I think Just, like, hearing him talk in press conferences where he's just like, yeah, like, I want to do this so that I can help out my team, you know, help Curry, help... I was going to
1: say, did you hear him talk about doing it for Steph Curry's legacy? Yeah. Like, that's pretty dope. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty dope. I mean, that's... Yeah. That's cool. Like like this guy's you, pro,
2: this guy's like
1: probably a hall of famer. Yeah, and, he, and, and he's, he's
2: talking about like
1: how he wants to
2: help someone else's legacy. Yeah,
1: he's like I'm not gonna let his his legacy. You he's know, a hall I'm of gonna, famer. Yeah, like it's it's crazy. Yeah, for him to to for him to say that. Um,
0: oh damn! And it's just
1: it's he's just it's just bigger to him. Like it's just bigger yeah. to him.
0: Okay, I was wrong about Robert Dory. His um, value of a replacement player in his career in the playoffs was 11.8. Iguodala was 6.4. Wow! Yeah, eleven point eight in the playoffs. Whew. Wow, that's insane.
2: That coming off the bench, off the bench,
0: playing with Kobe and Shaq and Hakeem and Sam Cassell and Tim Duncan and David Robinson and Bruce Bowen and wow, that's nuts.
1: That is nuts.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna eat crow on that one. That is happily. making the most of
2: your minutes. Yeah, that is. Making the- <laughs> so
0: Iguodala's maybe second to Robert Ory, then.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, that that's impressive, man. I didn't even. Yeah. I mean, I, of course you know.
0: And think about all the guys that were played in the finals. He played against Shaq and Penny. Yep. He played against Ewing.
1: Yep.
0: And, and like that Knicks team that, that was Knicks actually team, good. Yeah. The one time they were good.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, he played against Reggie Miller's Pacers. Mm-hmm. The really good uh, New Jersey Nets teams. It's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah. Oof. The Sacramento Kings teams that were good. Yes. Early 2000s. Portland. With Portland, yeah. Portland also. This I mean, came uh, Robert Dory
0: good... Appreciation Hour.
1: What are you gonna say, on <laughs> accident, Babori, 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 my name is Babori, Babori.
2: <laughs>
0: but yes, back to the Iguodala points. So we got off topic. Yeah. Just, no, just... I,
2: I just thought it was worth mentioning. Oh, that, without like, a doubt. I mean, you know, when we go over his biggest, you know, moments in his career, that's definitely going to be one of the one of the first ones you're going to see on the montage. Yeah. I is, will. That game too. You're going to see. Uh, are you going to say something about the block?
0: I was going to say what he said about the block, actually. Oh, okay. So I was he, like, I could just see. Yeah. I, could see, <laughs> I wasn't going to like... See, loading like, it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, believe it or not, I was not going to throw shit at him. So he actually said he's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I know it was me, but that was awesome.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. And yeah, what I really appreciated about him was he was like, I guess I can say this now that Kevin's on our team. The Thunder were the best team that year. It <laughs> was like, oh, damn. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. But, like, yeah, he's definitely created a great legacy for himself. Um, It's weird that he's at the end of his career. And he's talking about playing again for another couple of years.
1: Good for him, man. Right on, man. Make Good your for money. Him. He'll help somebody somewhere. Who would
0: be the bad boy Pistons' Andre Iguodala? Would it be John Sally? Um, Wouldn't be Dumars, because Dumars was huge no. for them. Lambier was huge for them. Rodman was huge for
1: them. Yeah, ha- I mean... All I uh, just- well, of the... One of those runs probably Rick Mahorn. Yeah, probably. I mean, Rick Mahorn, I believe he was... I don't know if he was there the first year, but the second year title, <laughs> he was pretty big. I do really
0: hated Bill Ambeer for a
1: while. Yeah, he did. They, yeah, yeah, the two. team would fight each other and then fight yeah. you. and then,
2: yeah. F-
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I do think it's worth mentioning uh, also. This team, just like this third quarter
1: run that we see... Every Every single game, game, every single game for every single (laughs) year. Funny, I remember texting Tim game one, and I was like, "Hey man, the Raptors are playing great. This is awesome. I I I can't believe they're like they're playing really good defense." Blah blah. blah. Tim was like, "Just wait." He's like the third. I knew what he meant, too. Like, the third quarter run's coming.
2: It happens. And you saw it with Portland. Especially with Portland, man.
0: Oh, my God. They'd be up 15, 17? Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, Portland was up, like, literally, like you said, 15 or 17, like, most games in that series. And lost.
1: Yeah. Swept.
2: Yeah. They uh, last five games in the first half. Their point per game differential, Gold State, is negative 47 in the first half. They're plus fifty seven in the second half. Oh, Are you Donnie
0: Menke now?
2: They just come out swinging. Oh my out. god! Wow. Look <laughs> at all these stats. I that's do love crazy. Donnie. I could yeah. never be Donnie. He's great. Yeah. Daggone. Donnie man. will that's... be
0: with us on Thursday,
1: so I love it. That's yeah. nice. That, that makes it a must tune in. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I I was noticing that when I watched the game, um, and it last night's run was different though. I, it had a different feel to it. So it wasn't like. They were just hitting threes. Like, they went inside. Boogie got one. Uh, I think Draymond got a running layup. Or, like, it was just different. Like, they dink and dunked them, And then the Raptors just couldn't hit a shot. So, usually, you know, how those runs go is like they come down, Curry hits a three, shakes right. Yeah, he gives you the shimmy shake. Most Clay, dangerous thing in basketball. Yeah, the shimmy. Clay comes off a screen. Draymond <laughs> cuts the lane, and gets a dunk. And then you're down 12. You're like, that but like, what the hell happened? Yeah, like yeah, it goes so quick. But last night's felt like they were almost like it was like body blows. Like he, they just kept punching and punching, and they'd go inside, and and you know Clay with his shot. Yeah, so,
2: it was a lot more of kind of not finding like their typical shots, but yeah. just taking whatever they had yep. available and really just making and just making. You yep. know what I mean?
0: You could say that they were Andy Ruiz Jr. Oh, if we're, if we're going, oh! We're going, we're going recency bias, man. Oh, Yeah,
2: except okay.
0: for not an upset, but that
2: was that was game one. Was Andy Ruiz <laughs> Andy, yeah. right? That game one. <laughs> Pascal Siakam came out, came yeah. out and threw body blows. And yeah,
0: yeah, and then they were Deontay Wilder in game two.
2: Yeah, I think if anyone's Andy Ruiz, it's Kyle Lowry. (laughs) Uh, Don't get me started. Oh, man.
0: (laughs) He's only good with DeMar DeRozan. (laughs) I'm kidding.
2: I'm kidding.
1: Boo. All
0: right, so uh, kind of going around, I know. The finals leads into the draft, so we got a little bit of draft talk here a little bit. Um, I do want to talk about Phoenix because apparently they're still a really dumb
2: franchise. Man. (laughs) <laughs> they get they get the number six overall pick this year. They have a, an array of wings that they could that they could um, get rid of or trade for another piece, whatever that may be. But uh, yeah, it looks like they're trying to trade the number six pick for a veteran point guard.
0: Okay, actually, I'm gonna hold that okay. because I want to talk about the Knicks too. Okay, because the Knicks oh, better have the third pick. And the Knicks are talking about trading back with the Hawks to get their eighth and tenth pick in a four player draft. You can some people make a case it's a two player draft. This is a very top heavy draft. Mm -hmm. And they want to trade back in a situation where they're like trying to sell to Kevin Durant, they're trying to sell to Kyrie Irving, they're trying to sell a Jimmy Butler,
2: you know. I think so here's two things I think are very interesting with that Knicks trade. One, that the Hawks are looking to trade up when they just traded back off of Luka Doncic, you know what I mean? Like right. Yeah. They were like, "No, we'll trade back and get an extra pick." Uh, that's very weird that they would. That I don't know. That's a very weird thing to me that now they're looking to trade forward in a draft that's weak when they had the pick. I mean, they drafted Luka. Really? Luka was wearing yeah. A hawks he was wearing hat, a hawk's hat. You know what I mean? And and then they wanted to trade back. So that's a very weird thing that that team specifically would want to do it. Um, but with the Knicks, it might make more sense than I think originally I thought. Just because if you get two superstars, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, whoever those two superstars are, you're going to have to fill out a lot of spots a on spot. your team. Right, yeah.
0: And I don't mind necessarily the Knicks trading the pick, but I would rather than trade the pick for like an asset.
2: not Absolutely. Not too rough. Yeah, and, and again, you could trade it to like whoever. You know what I mean? Yeah, like... like- Literally. Literally make
0: the Pelicans deal.
2: Sure. Like, make yeah. the Pelicans deal. Yeah.
0: Try to convince them for a year.
2: Sure. even take, like, Etuan Moore with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like... Re- Yeah. Because Etuan Moore can, like, literally help you the first year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, I think Etuan Moore can play in a playoff game.
0: I loved Etuan Moore in Chicago. I yeah. really did. I think it's fine. Yeah. I think it's
2: fine. Like, but no offense, like, the Knicks are going to want to make a push next year. Oh, for sure. Right? Like, next year is going to be, like, a... They're going to try and go deep in the playoffs. And, like, I don't know who's. Who's projected, like, 8th or 10th? You know, Cam Reddish and yeah. Jackson Hayes? Yeah, like, Cam Reddish and Jackson Hayes aren't going to help you in the playoffs, I don't think, right. as much as an Eton Moore. For example. Oh, I agree completely. As, you know what I mean? Or, like, a, you know, TJ Warren or whatever. You know what I mean? I would I would assume TJ Warren can do more damage in the playoffs than Jackson Hayes can. I don't know. I think you're right. but I, I love Jackson
0: Hayes. I mean, Hayes... Yeah. His- college basketball big man coach was on at large bid this month yeah so like you know we we the two three times i've talked with darren horn jackson hayes has come up in conversation yeah so like i i got to know a lot about him through talking with darren so i'm excited about what he can bring in the nba but in this case not saying the knicks would do that but like why trade back when we've made all this rant and raving about Mitchell robinson and get in a situation where we are gonna draft jackson hayes you know what i mean like right there's really no one in this draft, I think, at the big man position that's not that's going to be off the on the board at that point. That I'm like, maybe offensively, like a PJ Washington to a Mitchell I Robinson. PJ Washington
2: is, was the only one that came to mind, but I don't think you can run a lineup with with Mitchell Robinson, PJ Washington, and Durant. No, right. And so that's an I, awkward right. fit yeah, too. That's
0: really weird. I don't think Bear can necessarily play with Durant. That's why I think they should trade it for like a big time. You think Bears too ball dominant? I think Barrett likes to take too many shots, yes. Okay, And Durant takes a lot of shots, but he can pass when he needs to. And if they do get, like, Kyrie Irving, oh my god. There's going to be a point when they're like, I made the joke last week, I'll use it again, where there's that episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air where Will and Carlton are fighting over the ball. (laughs) Carlton pulls it from and just
2: chucks Chucks it. it. (laughs) So, I think it's worth mentioning then um, that a report came out, and I don't have a source for it, um, but I'm going to try and pull it up while I'm talking, that Kyrie Irving... Has, um, I guess, unofficially narrowed it down to two spots that he would like to. Oh, Rick Bucher. So, yeah, very unofficial. Take that for what it is. Very unofficial <laughs> when I say that. Uh, Rick Bucher said Kyrie Irving has narrowed down his possible free agent destinations to the Lakers and to the Nets. And I'm sitting in front of you with the Nets shirt on saying, I don't believe a word Rick Buecher is saying.
0: I don't believe Rick Buecher.
2: I also then sent the screenshot to you, Tim, a Bulls fan of Rick Buecher. (laughs) And his his quote said, LeBron James and Chris Bosh to the Bulls is a done deal. deal, (laughs) (laughs) Sean later commented and went, don't go there. (laughs) But okay,
0: I agree. I I don't believe Rick Buecher. Yes. But here's what I do believe. I do believe Brian Windy, who has said, Windhorse, who has said, that Kyrie Irving has talked to people about potentially playing for the Lakers. And I do believe Anthony Puccio, who's been on our show a few times, who has said the Nets have a ton of interest in signing DeAndre Russell and getting Kyrie Irving having them play together. That's my... Not saying that that this report's true, but I trust those two.
2: Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. very fair. Mm-hmm. I, I think both of those sources are incredibly credible. Um, also, I mean, Windhorse, I mean, me and you you know we've both read books by wind horse we i have quoted podcasts That's my guy, from, yeah i definitely I'd take anything he says very credibly and i don't remember a time that he's been like way off way, way off yeah, you know what i mean he's And then puccio smart. is like literally best friends with all the guys on the team too they all love him yes they all absolutely love him and, and good reason he i mean every time he's on here he's incredible his content's incredible Absolutely insane.
0: And he shouts us out. Yeah. Which I respect. Yeah. Yeah. I love that.
2: Puccio's great. Um
0: if you actually like even if you're not a Nets fan, if you're not following him on Twitter, you're doing it wrong. He's
2: like, yeah, there's some staples in like basketball Twitter. He's a must follow for basketball Twitter for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I I would agree with you on that. I think that's a great point that two really credible sources. Said kind of separate things that match up to what Buker is saying. Yeah, but the thing I the thing I haven't heard is that he's not considering the Knicks. guess I guess is right. the either. missing piece to that. You yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. So, I, and I think kind of the bigger piece and kind of the more important piece in this. So, yeah, I think I I totally agree with that. Really? Yeah, I,
1: I would wonder why the Knicks had fallen off his board. Like, I guess I would. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Like that, that would, would be my biggest question.
2: So, and this is like total tinfoil hat. So uh buckle up so (laughs) there would have to be someone in Kyrie's camp that that said that right right Right. so then someone in Kyrie's camp would say that we're not going to the Knicks I would think the only reason he's not going to the Knicks is because Durant's not going to the Knicks yeah so if so then by kind of you know um logic then if Durant's not going to the Knicks and He's not going to the Knicks. Like, oh. Uh, right, right, right. You know, then who's going to the Knicks? Like.
0: Jabari Parker. Yeah. Like, seriously.
2: Is it Kemba Walker and Jimmy Butler? Or is it Kemba Walker and. I mean, they need another forward kind of, but.
0: Yeah.
1: Or are yeah. they. Low? Yeah.
0: How much did you crack up last night at Blake Griffin with his Twitter trolls back going to the Hawks?
1: I didn't see it. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: So apparently some people were like, there was like people that are coming out like, sources confirmed the Hawks and the Pistons are in talks for Blake Griffin. And then like a bunch of like sources were like, no. <laughs> so like, apparently like he, I didn't see it, but apparently he made fun of it, which is very Blake. He was on my take this week, but I, I would
2: love, I I love him on the Pistons. I want him to stay on the Pistons as long as he wants to be there. Um, But I think he would be great on Atlanta for the same reasons be. as Zion would be. I mean, I think we all thought that Zion's best fit was probably Atlanta. And for the obvious reasons Sign um, me the hell up. And then some I mean like as much as we're hyping Zion this year, like in his rookie season, he's not gonna be as good as Blake Griffin. No. All right. So and that's like, with Blake
0: Griffin missing his rookie year.
2: Right. So yeah. I uh I think it'd be sick if he went there, but yeah, I'm glad I, he's not.
0: I can't take that away from. Uh, I can't take that moment away from Chris Connor, who was on the show last week talking about the Pelicans and just how like they've had all this bad luck and it's finally going their way for a little bit.
2: Yeah, that was a cool interview. Yeah, yeah was it was. Fun. It was very. cool.
1: Chris is
0: a good dude. I like having him around.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, so let's get the Phoenix. The Suns are talking about trading the number six overall pick for a veteran point guard. And before we were going on the air, we were kind of putting the show topics together. We were thinking of veteran point guards that they could go for. So we know Memphis is going to take John Moran. That means Mike Conley's out there. Does he fit the Suns timeline? No way in hell. No. <laughs> okay, in that case, this is trading. This isn't free agency, like I said. This isn't like they're trading money to sign DeAndre Russell. You know what I mean? Like, So here's another veteran point Which,
2: guard. Which I think DeAndre Russell is a great fit with how close him and... Debo. Honestly. I would. Yeah. I'd watch. That'd be yeah. a league pass team for sure. Debo and D-Lo. Yeah. yeah. That's oh, the next yeah. Bobby and Toby right there. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there you go.
0: We're not here just to talk hoops, guys. We're pretty clever. Yeah. We're great marketers.
2: We're here for uh, trademarks oh, yeah. and copyrights. No doubt. Yep. And,
1: so. <laughs> and five-star reviews. <laughs> five-star reviews. right.
0: <laughs> but if there's any position that's really like in that top 10 of this draft that is really good, it's the group of point guards. Um you know, I really want the Bulls to get Kobe White, but I know if the Bulls take Kobe White, he's not NBA-ready right now. Phoenix, the way they play are that fast up and down the court, he might be ready for that. You know what I mean? Like, this is all, of course, if Darius Garland goes for to the Lakers, which a lot of people think is going to happen. Um, but I don't understand Phoenix logic here. Now, if it's Lonzo Ball, like, sure, you know, do your thing. But I don't think it is. You know what I mean? Like, right. like who do you trade for? Do you trade for... Ricky Rubio? Do you trade for Mike Conley? No. Right,
1: like Like what do you yeah. I don't know.
0: George Hill because that he's technically like another year on his deal, it's not fully guaranteed? Mm. He doesn't fit Phoenix?
1: No.
2: Um I would say Kyle Lowry is a possibility. I don't even want to say John Wall's name out loud. I'm, I know. I'm disgusted I said it once. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean I'm, I'm just, in hindsight, you're like really right. Yeah. Um like man, DJ Augustine's not worth the draft pick. No. No. Like I don't
0: yeah, just make the pick. This is kinda hard.
1: Yeah. I, I say you make the pick. Um a great uh a great part of that, like you saw with the Clippers with Shea Gilgis Alexander. Um now granted I, I, I don't think there's a guard as good as he was that's gonna be there when Phoenix picks, but he was a guy that they let develop. He wound up doing a great job for them and actually made them a playoff team. So he put them, he was one of the playoff teams. So. Literally
0: played small forward in the playoffs. All right,
2: so yeah, here, right. here we go. Uh, and it's not a veteran pick, but why don't you trade uh, for either Derek White or uh, DeJounte Murray? True. Yeah. Trade for DeJounte Murray.
0: But at that point, if you can trade for DeJounte Murray, why don't you trade for Lonzo Ball? Sure. You know what I mean? Like,
2: I mean, Lonzo Ball yeah. Do you think. Do you think that the number six pick in this draft, an undrafted number six pick, is more valuable than Lonzo Ball? Hell no. No way. Right. So then I, I would just think that, that the Lakers are kind of losing an asset. Yeah, which yeah. they very well could be. I mean, maybe they're looking for like salary cap filler to trade. Maybe. Um, you know, maybe that's a thing, but uh, I don't know. Like,
0: I mean, Lavar's all about speaking to existence when he talked when they were the trade rumors were up there last year. He talked about Phoenix. And I just broke a 48-minute rule mentioning his name on the show.
1: Hey, he's a prophet with that Lakers stuff. I believe anything he <laughs> says now. That's true. Anything
0: Lakers that comes out of his mouth, I'm like...
1: Yeah. It's, it is written. It's written. Yeah. It is written. No doubt.
2: Never lost. Goran Dragic is the other name that comes up. Um, Miami's cap sheet is like... But... Maybe, yeah. like I'd say the Wizards is possibly worse, but the Wizards at least have John Bill... Um, Miami's cap sheet is just...
0: Yeah. Josh Richardson, horrible. Hassan Whiteside, <laughs> Bam Adebayo. Oh,
2: man. Yeah, Oof. it's it's horrible.
0: How many people do you see at music festivals wearing Bam Adebayo jerseys?
2: So, here we go. Ready? Their cap sheet. Hassan Whiteside, 25 million. Ryan Anderson, 20 million. Oh, God, I forgot about
1: Ryan Anderson. Oh, Ryan Anderson. Oh. Uh, Goran
2: Dragic, 18 million. Uh. James Johnson, fourteen million. Uh, Kelly Olynyk, twelve million. I, uh, Deion Waiters, eleven and a half million.
0: Not to cut you off, was we'll just put a tweet out. Golden State Warriors forward Kevon Looney suffered a fracture in his collarbone. And will be indefinitely in the NBA Finals.
2: Oh, Ugh. man! Listen, I have a metal plate and screws in my collarbone. I'm, I am. I. It's the most painful. Broke my collarbone. It is. Terrible,
1: H- horrible, horrible. That's one thing I've never done. It's
2: horrible Don't. stuff. I can I cannot imagine playing basketball within
1: ten days of doing it. No. But once again, your boy Winhurst was on the money. I, I yeah. Say so he's rubbing his shoulder. I that's mean that's it. shoulder that's collar, bro. That's I mean, it. He was on. They it.
2: said stern. You know, they said chest. I mean, gosh, collarbone's closer to your shoulder than your chest. All right. And your stern, you know. So. Yeah. That's huge, though. Winhorse, man. He's that all guy is cash. He's cash money, that guy dude. is cash. That's why he's LeBron's guy. Money. Yeah, he is good. Um, man, and I also would like to say for the record that I'm not a professional athlete and I don't have the physical therapy available to me and uh, all the resources that Kavon Looney has. It's never. So I just want to put that on. Wax. Yeah, right. but
1: you're you're right, dude. A but broken I do clavicle. Have a, I have a
2: human body and human bones, right?
1: And that's the one thing. The clavicle. You, there's so. no way he'll
2: play. Yeah, that's, that's, impossible. that's it. It's gone. Not it's when done. you got to
0: play. When you play potentially five more games in two weeks, yeah,
1: and on top of that, you I think about know where about he plays, play, man. I need to know. That, I'm telling you that when you're playing a bumping position like that, when he's playing the four or five, you cannot take. I mean, you know, you broke your collarbone. Anybody bumps you, you're ready to fight. Oh, dude, like, you're done. You're, I like. Yeah, you're down.
0: I broke mine when I was ten. I remember at one point I fell out of a computer chair while it was broken. Yeah, and fell on it. Oh yeah. Oh god.
1: Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. But I do agree with you, GLK. The big one's Clay, Yes. And now that you haven't heard Kevin, about it in the last 16 hours, makes you wonder.
0: Other than he told Rachel Nichols he will play, but everyone says that. You know, like.
1: Yeah, he, ha- he has to say that. He's Clay Thompson. He has to say yeah,
0: that. Yeah, like Clay Thompson could walk out with three broken fingers and he'd be like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. I'll be there game three. I'll be shooting.
2: Yeah, but I mean, how many people have told Rachel Nichols are going to re-sign with this team? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. That's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I need to see him on the court shooting and uh, jump. You know, pushing off with his with his legs and stuff. But dude, him dapping up his teammates in the tunnel, he looked bad. He was yeah. limping. Him and Kevin are
0: waiting. He looked for yeah. bad. Man. I'm talking shit you. to Drake. Yeah, I'm bad. telling
1: you, man. The hamstring, it's such a sensitive injury, man. Like yeah, it's not good. like you cannot. People don't understand. It sometimes it literally like,
0: ended Kyler like, Peterson's prime.
2: Football's yeah. football is the one you see it a lot. Where yeah. where they try and bring them back a week early in yeah. football. You can't. Do and it. a wide receiver will just push off too hard. That's it. And
0: you can just say the name AJ Green there. That's fine. Yeah. No,
2: no, but, <laughs> like, but it's it. Yeah. S- I feel like I see it in wide receivers every single year. And uh, yeah, if you're playing fantasy football next year and you have a wide receiver that has a hamstring injury, just. Sit him for an extra couple weeks. Yep. Yep. Sit for an extra couple weeks, and I mean, gosh, who's more of a wide receiver on the basketball court than Clay Thompson? No shit. Yeah. Really? I mean, just like he's running, he's out there just
1: running routes. Yeah. No, I'll say this. Like, like you said, you made a great point. With modern medicine and the training and the millions of dollars of training and staff that they have there, will he be able to play? Yes. I just don't think that he can be as effective if he can't run off screens and jump the way he normally jumps. The hamstring is such a delicate, delicate injury. Especially against the Raptors. The Raptors are fast.
2: Are fast, and they have gone over pretty much every screen. Mm -hmm. They have the ability to switch on everything, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but their first thing they're trying is to to stick with them. Mm -hmm. To basically body that person and just hug them and... Go Over the screen, yeah. and so you, your window there, your Clay Thompson basically, whoever that screener is, whether it's Jordan Bell, Kevon Looney, I mean, not probably not Kevon Looney anymore, Jordan Bell, <laughs> Draymond Green, whoever it is, right? I mean, he has this really tight window where he basically has to jump over Draymond Green and just shoot it over Draymond Green. And Draymond Green's borderline in his face, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, um, arms down, but I mean, he has to go over and shoot it over, and basically, oh, no if
0: they're down, Looney and Toronto gets Ananobi back that really changes things in that depth
2: situation
1: yeah. well yeah really that's what i was things. that was going to be my next thing is that now you you almost have to play a bogey yeah like bogey's got to give you serious minutes no you, i'm not you saying mentioned that, earlier
0: bogey can't play 30 yeah bogey cannot he's got to continue, play 30 now. yeah he's gonna oh he's gonna have
1: to yeah like i mean he's gonna have to on a, on a torn quad that's I mean, he says it's okay, but he's—you can tell—he's right. not the same person. But on a torn quad, um, he's going to have to give you thirty plus, and he's not really in basketball shape. No, he's so, not
0: playing in the finals.
1: It'll be tough. That, that's going to be a tough task, man. Yeah. They're, it's almost like it's—they're a mass unit. I mean, it's—it's going to be—it's going to be tough for them to, to get good minutes out of quality people
2: for sure. So Ojan and Obi was active for game two just was a dmp oh really yeah cd
0: probably in case of emergency they play him. maybe yeah because he's definitely a he's definitely like an important part of that bench
2: but he was active
0: yeah that's interesting and
2: available for play and like when he got activated it was tweeted out from the athletic that he was activated
0: huh maybe not
2: so
1: but that that's that may be a part of them stretching their bench knowing now that looney's not going to play so if you can throw a a anobi a gasol a Baca, like if you can throw a center rotation at them um you know centers and small forwards and like throw different people at them like it's that's going to be tough when you've got fresh bodies that can go out there and run and and they're running golden states running out of bodies So
0: First coastal cartilage fracture. There isn't great optimism on the return. Demarcus Cousins emerged in game two looms even bigger for the Warriors. Yeah. Here's what I'll say real quick for about OG Nanobi. Here's a sad thing about OG Nanobi. He's the best Indiana Hoosier since Victor Depot.
2: Wow. Hey, are you a Okay. Are you a Hoosier guy?
1: No, I'm I am not a Hoosier no. guy. Who's I feel like they had a guard? Not that long ago,
0: they had. Um, Who was that guard? He's playing for the Mavs now. Yeah. Point guard, but he wasn't better than OG. Um, Eric Gordon. No, Gordon was like not way that. before. Yeah, Lynch yeah. no No, no. Uh, he's a goofy, not a goofy. I shouldn't say that. Um, I loved him.
2: Yeah, he was. He was a good, uh... good old. Yeah, anyways. Yeah, anyways.
0: All it's right. It.
2: So, before we get out of here,
0: I want to go ahead and put this out. Um I know we kind of touched on it a little bit while the NBA finals are going on, we are in draft prep. Um so NBA Draft Week that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We're going to be pretty loaded with content between the podcast feed and 48minutesnetwork.com our website. So Monday night, the crew from Digital Poor is going to be taking care of us again it looks like. We're going to be on our YouTube channel, doing a live stream of our mock draft, where we're drafting in teams. I know we've told you about this. Uh, we're actually about to do a lottery here in a couple minutes. Should we do it on air, guys?
1: Sure. All I'm right.
0: Down. All right. So be the shot callers team on my couch right now, Kyle and Ben, myself and Sean, the forty-eight minutes team, and Ryan and Taylor, the at-large bid team, aka our Tar Heel homies. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. Nazir Little is going to go two if they have that pick. Even though we already know John Moran's going two. So, and then we're going to do actually a series of like targets and different things that this draft plays out. So, that Tuesday, the goal is Kyle's going to have his article about the effects of this lottery for the next couple of years in the NBA. On Wednesday, Donnie Menke, 48 Minutes contributor, is going to tell you the late first round steals. And then Thursday being draft day, I will actually have up the second round targets and who you should be looking for in the second round. Because I really think the second round value this year is honestly really good. And then obviously draft night, which Alex Derrickson of the PlayStation Forecast is going to be doing a live stream with us. He's been putting together a really cool presentation. I know I've been sending you guys text messages of it. I'm stoked for it. And um, yeah, man, it's going to be a lot of fun. I love draft week, so we got a lot to go on that
1: week. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, for sure. But uh, that being said, like I said, keep an eye on for that. Follow us on Twitter at Forty Minutes Network. That's Network without the vowels. Uh, We'll be there, tweeting every day, talking hoops. Um, Everyone, have a good night. Kyle, Ben, thanks for doing this, guys.
1: No doubt. Thanks, guys. Thank you.